Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I am, of course, joined by my magnificent co-host, Chris Harris Jr., former Denver Bronco, Super Bowl 50 champion. Chris, good to see you as always. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing real good, man. Let's talk some ball, man. Well, Let's the get Broncos, it going. Broncos get their second win of the season. They do improve to two and five. So sorry to the uh, the the tank enthusiasts, the uh, Caleb Williams enthusiasts. Still in play. If the season was to end today, they the Broncos would hold the fourth overall pick. I think uh, Drake May would probably be the pick there, but. There's still a lot of football left, Chris. This team could still finish 12 and 5. There's still hope. They just, you know, they only have to win 10 more games in a row. Uh, quick thoughts, quick reaction. Uh, how did you feel after that win? Did you feel uh, a, a bit of relief? Did you feel stressed at the end of that game? What were your feelings? And how did you feel about the Broncos' performance? Oh, you mean. How you watch a Broncos game and not feel stressed, man? That's <laughs> every game, you know. Uh, it's just it's good to see them pull out the the tough close games, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, when uh, we haven't been on the uh, the right side of the end of the stick on in, in the last couple of years on those games, so it's yeah. definitely good to see them get that win at home. Uh, you know that was a desperate gotta have it win. You know you can't take this many L's at home to start the season and think that you're going to be able to recover. That's yeah. very hard to do. It's hard to win on the road. And uh, Broncos' schedule just gets harder, right? It doesn't get any easier. They have a, a nice little hard stretch with the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, so these next couple games can really are the telltale of the season. Yeah, the, the Chiefs, of course, the Week 8 matchup, we're going to be uh, looking at that matchup in our Week 8 preview episode, which is uh, recording tomorrow. Man, the Chiefs two times in three weeks, they come off of a huge win against the Chargers in a game where I kept going back and looking at that game. And I was like, are the Chargers really going to do this? But of course, in typical Chargers fashion, uh, the, the game just slips away from them somewhere in the middle of the third quarter. Justin Herbert, you know, he, he's balling out, man. He, he's doing literally everything that he can, but it is so hard to go up against the juggernaut that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Travis Kelsey, another huge game. He's going to be a big focal point of our conversation uh, in tomorrow's episode. But Chris, before we get into that, we do have a message from our sponsors. It was a Texas showdown in the postseason. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your baseball wagering info as we head in to the World Series with the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks going back to the World Series for the first time since 2001. This is huge for the Diamondbacks organization. But if you're looking to bet on the World Series, prop bets, straight up bets, whatever, Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL, college football, and the World Series at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on the NFL, 
college football, all the way to the end of the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And Chris, we are going to start our game recap episode looking at both the Broncos offense and the Broncos defense. Who did what right? Who needs to improve? Uh, first thing that jumped off uh, in that game for me was the run attack of the Broncos. Highly criticized after the Kansas City loss. You know, you're running the ball so well. Why don't you go to it more? Uh, it's one of the big things that we talked about in our reaction show on Bleacher Report. And this this week against Green Bay, this last week, they ran the ball a lot more, a lot, uh, and a lot better, honestly, than they did against Kansas City. It, it was very similar runs. Javante is getting back to his full form. Jaleel's ripping off big gains. P. Ryan is helping out with uh, some really tough runs and, and helping out with catching out of the backfield. What stood out to you uh, for the Broncos offense against the Packers? Yeah, just get, just seeing Javante get his legs under him, let him get more confidence, you know, uh, starting to give him more carries and uh, riding his back, you know. But you, yeah. the only way you can do that is if you got to be able to be good on third down. If we can't yeah. convert and then find ways to get first downs, not we don't have to get first downs on third downs, right? Let's get them on yeah. first, second down. Get them early, yeah. right? Uh, as long as we can do that, um, we can be able to run the ball more and be able to possess the ball more. So that's what we have to do. But I think a guy that jumped out for me was Cortland Sutton. Yeah. You know, he was Absolutely. dominating. I felt like he was the best receiver out there. Um, you know, he played hard uh, and he made plays. So uh, he would be my guy that I would say that was uh, went out there and balled made a statement he made a statement that yeah hey i want to be here so yeah. um i can see it through Cortland's play that he um he's showing that he wants to stay in bronco yeah he he really does want to be that guy in the offense and you can kind of feel that russell wilson is trending that way uh a, a lot he's getting a lot of attention a lot of targets and especially when they get down in the red zone this is the second straight game that they've had a red zone touchdown drawn up specifically for Cortland Sutton. He gets that big catch, that one-handed grab against Kansas City. That was a huge turning point in that game uh, for the Broncos offense. And then a really nice design play, uh, the little pick route to get Cortland open in the end zone. Beautiful design uh, by Sean Payton, beautiful execution by Russ and Cortland Sutton. I think that Sutton is trending to be the wide receiver one in Denver with maybe a guy like Judy on the move as Marvin Mims starts to come up a little bit more and guys like Brandon Johnson get a little bit more. When involved. have we seen like a nice design play like that for a touchdown? Oh, man, man, it's been a while. I'll tell you that. It, I, it feels like no. a lot of those red zone touchdowns have been like kind of it, it's been like Russ is just making stuff up on the on the go. But, yeah, uh, you know, nice so so it's good. Uh, when you play in a league, you have to scheme up good plays. Yeah. Right. It's not that just Mahomes is such a great quarterback that, you know, he's dicing everybody up. Look right. at the designs in the play calls in which Andy Reid is creating mismatches. He's creating ways to get his guys open in space. Yep. Right. He's creating ways to cause trouble, uh, to make, uh, to cause confusion in the secondaries that mm -hmm. they're facing. Right. You have to do that as a coach. 
right? This is the professional right. football league, the NFL, right? We can't just go out there and think you're going to beat everybody uh, just running a go ball, right? Yeah. That's not going to happen, right? So it was good to see Sean Payton uh, draw some new plays, you know, yeah. find ways to get these guys open uh, because, it, you know, we've been very vanilla. We got to get, yeah. you know, you got to create some ways to be able to get these guys open. Yeah, and that's a great point. We talked about that the last couple of weeks. It, the offense was getting too predictable. And I yeah. felt like this week was, you know, it, as a play caller, you have like you have your set plays and then you have we call them tendency breakers. This yeah. the, the Green Bay game was a tendency breaker for Sean Payton in my eyes. They, he was doing a lot of stuff differently, um, you know, running the running the ball on different downs. The screen game is still something that needs to improve. I will say I, I wish that they would kind of execute those screens a little bit better, but it is tough when. You know, you've got certain situations going on and then your your play calling has gotten to the point where teams know when you're going to run those screens. Um, so would like to see the screen game improve a little bit more. But I did feel like this game against Green Bay was a, a breath of fresh air for the offense. It, it was nice. There were still some misses from Russ, but uh, I think that we could chalk. You hear up Coach as, Payton? Did you hear Coach it, Payton? What he was he like, say? man, I'm still mad about that boot, man. I wish we would have executed <laughs> yeah. that boot. And that was the same thing I was saying, you know, after yeah. the game. Like, that's a crucial – we need those um, – mm -hmm. we pay you, Russell, right? We pay you the quarterback, right, to, to yeah. close out games, mm -hmm. right? That's when you make your money in the fourth yeah. quarter. Wouldn't you say? Right. Quarterbacks make their money in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it's third – it's uh, second down. Coach drew up a great boot on the run yeah. to get you out the pocket just hit him in the chest and that's game we don't even have yeah. to see pj locks interception right yeah. none of that happens right so you know it's just um little it's the small things that i think russ still has to improve you yeah. know uh to get us over that next uh to get us to that next level yeah and there was a situation uh i believe they were down in around the 10 yard line it i mean it you know it's goal to go and they had a great concept drawn up is essentially levels with like a Y clear. It, it wasn't Y corner, but um, it, it was just like Y clear. Right. So you've got trips to the left side. Uh, Cortland's out solo. They're showing uh, they're showing man. Uh, and they actually had, I think it was Burton lined up uh, kind of in a stack with Sutton, but they motioned him in to get that read. Um, and so they're showing man. But the the middle linebacker kind of shifted over to Cortland's side, so Court's running like a seven or eight yard in. Uh, the Y is just running a, a vertical stem to just try and clear out the linebacker and DB. Judy's got an in. Brandon Johnson's got an in, and Judy's oh, right Judy's there. Wide open. The linebacker, what wide open linebacker? The mic shift. Uh, the mic sifted over to Cortland. You've got all this area. The DB giving him inside leverage. Russ hits the top of his drop, and what does he do? He gets out, he runs, mm. and it's like, why? Yeah. Why are we got to talk that? about that too, man? Because yeah, the, the tackles are struggling, right? But Russ sure. doesn't help them all the time, right? No. He kind of makes it harder if you're really paying attention and you see how he escapes, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't escape out and then come back in, like yeah. Mahomes. Will, he'll act like he's running out and he'll yeah. come right back in the pocket, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? He knows how to move the guys in the yeah. pocket to, you know, yeah. to be able to slow them down. And you don't see Russ's pocket presence. I would say it's not very good. 
What have, what have we have been be saying honest. the last couple of weeks? What have we been saying the last couple of weeks? He looks uncomfortable. Yeah. It, but is that – and I was looking over that specific play, and I kept I kept looking at the tackles, right? I wanted to see, mm-hmm. you know, what happened with the pocket. Was it messy? Was it clean? So Bowles had his guy perfectly fine. Bowles, Powers, Cush, Miners, all taken care of. McGlinchey has his guy. He does get pushed back a little bit, but he's got enough of an anchor to where he still has room. Russ still has room to step up into the pocket and make that throw. And Mm -hmm. as soon as he gets to the back of his drop, McGlinchey gets pushed. And I think that was him. I think that was Russ seeing, oh, oh no, there's an orange jersey right here. I got to. I got to get out. But in reality, it's like, no, you're fine. Just step up into the pocket and make that throw. It's, it's that, that mental side of how comfortable am I? Am I about to get hit because my right tackle has been getting pushed to his ass the last six games? Probably. But you know, you, you still have to trust yourself. And a lot of those big quarterbacks, Mahomes, Burrow, uh, you know, those They're guys making stand- that throw. They stay They're in the pocket throw. and they make that yeah. throw. They'll step up. Yeah. And, and Russ just does not look comfortable enough to do that right now. But 194 for Russ, one touchdown, no interceptions, and had that big 21-yard yeah. run uh, at the end of the second quarter. That was huge to set them up for a field goal. Um, let's go over winners and losers, Chris. And, and we did this after the game. You know, our first winner of this game was Javante Williams because he had such a big game, 18 total touches for him. I know your goal was 20. Uh, talk a little bit more about uh, Javante's performance and why you consider him to be a winner in this game. Well, I mean, it just seems like he only gets positive yards, right? You don't see this guy get a lot of negative yards or if he does, he can make one. If it's one guy that, you know, gets through the hole, he can usually make that guy miss and try to get more positive. So I'm yeah. starting to see him get more healthy, get that bounce in his yeah. legs, you know. Exactly. And, um, you know, that little spring you start to see. And um, mm-hmm. that's that's good to see, you know. And he's a break tackler. He's a guy that makes guys miss. He breaks tackles. He's hard to mm-hmm. bring down. And um, that's part of his game, right? That's part of his game. So it's good to start to see him get that confidence. And yeah. he would have more touches, right, if he was able to, you know, close the game out right and – uh uh maybe he has two maybe he has a hundred yards total you know receiving in the rushing so yeah that should be his goal every week to uh 100 get 100 yards. yards receiving and rushing and uh, i think he's capable of doing that yeah i mean if that if that throw from russ was a couple inches higher i mean i'm telling he we're... might break a tackle hit the sideline <laughs> get about 20 you never know exactly you know he's he dude he runs so hard and that's that's yeah. part of what i love so much about his game is it, he's he's considered to be one of those traditional like smash mouth power backs but man it, he's the type of back that if you give him that crease he just explodes out of that hole i mean it, yeah. it's like he's not like the you know derrick henry is not the right example because that guy is as powerful yeah you can't you can't possibly. compare it to anybody that but like you know henry. you know those like <laughs> the, the typical bigger backs like once they hit that hole it's like it, they kind of just stay at the same speed. Javante, yeah. just once he gets out into the open field, he puts that foot in the dirt and he is gone. And it's so nice to see that he's back. He's trusting his legs more. Um, and in pass pro, his yeah. 
I mean, his contribution cannot be understated there. Um, let's go over to our second winner. I kind of had this one. Um, Baron Browning back. Uh, oh, yeah. Baron Browning back. Jonathan Cooper had a good game. Nick Benito had a good game. That defensive front, let's just call it the pass rush. They had a fantastic game. Uh, the run defense, eh, still not yeah. that great. But uh, what did you see from those guys up front that made you feel a little yeah. bit better going into this second matchup with the Chiefs? Oh, man, we just added – now we have some more depth, you know, being able to add Baron back. And you can yeah. see his speed. He brings a different type of speed. He has a um, different type of um, – he has that dip, right, that makes yeah. it kind of hard for tackles to be able to reach down. He can he can kind of – you know, I'm not saying he's not – like he's not like Vaughn, you know, because yeah, Vaughn comes out that dip did. so, like, explosive. But he can get low like him. Right, he has the flexibility to be able to do that. So uh as long I think um he's just gonna continue to get better, and that's a yeah. huge that's like that's a huge pickup to a defense. Yeah, you know, yeah. when you don't have that type of speed and um you know, really that jumps out the screen for you off the edge. Yeah, Benito and them is playing solid, but they're not coming off the edge as fast as, as no. this kid is. So to be able too. yeah. So to be able to bring uh, that's that's like bringing another blue chip player back. So you expect them to continue to play better. Um, also to change that corner, you know. Yeah. I was thinking in the game, I'm like, man, Mathis is balling because I have not heard his <laughs> name. You know. Exactly. <laughs> and then I start to see Monroe start to make some plays. I'm, I'm like, okay, they replaced him. So yeah. um, I think that was a, a nice change, and hopefully he can be consistent because. Um, you know, every week is still you still gonna have to ball out opposite Sertan, right? So yeah. hopefully he can continue to uh, play good. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a big change for the secondary. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the secondary here in a minute. Um, I, I want to get yeah. your thoughts on some things, but um, our last winner for the Green Bay game, kicker Will Lutz. We don't have oh, yeah. kickers <laughs> as winners too often, but man, four for four huge day for him uh i mean this trade is looking better and better by the day especially with the rams releasing brett marr uh trade yeah. a seventh round pick for a guy who's been a consistent kicker throughout his whole career and then he wins you a game um so i'll take that as a yeah. big win oh man the saints are they're regretting getting rid of will for sure because yeah. they're they're having yeah. kicking trouble too right yeah. i'm pick the kid you know, he's got a good preseason yeah. you know we, we yeah we'll take a seventh round pick for will lutz in in the when the lights just, are on in the real action yep. is different. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh but chris there there was a big moment in this game that was really a, a tide changer honestly for the broncos defense um i can't remember which quarter it was but kareem jackson came screaming down and absolutely leveled rookie tight end yeah. Luke Musgrave. Um, the the call uh, the uh, the hit was. I think flagged. it was the end of the third. I think it was the yeah, end of the it, third quarter. Somewhere in the third, yeah, because yeah, because mm -hmm. they're going that way. Um, flag obviously, and then they ejected Kareem out of the game, and then suspended him for four games, which has since been cut down to two games. So he will miss this next game against Kansas City and the game against Buffalo. Um, Chris, what did you think about the hit? Uh, did you think that it was warranted of a flag? They called it for a defense, uh, 
uh, unnecessary roughness on a defenseless receiver. So did you agree with the call? Did you agree with the suspension? Did you agree with the ejection? What are your thoughts? I mean, it looked it looked like a clean, great hit. You know, one that sets the tone. Sure did me. Right. And yeah. um, that's the type of football I grew up in, right? Uh, yeah. this defenseless uh rules is crazy, you know. Uh, you know, quarterbacks yeah. defenseless, uh receivers yeah. are defenseless, uh, but DBs, we're never defenseless. We're just, you yeah. know, just get the flag, you know, hold a PI and yeah, right. uh what is that another one they call? Uh, illegal contact touching. one they call yeah. illegal touching illegal, illegal contact, right you just got yeah. so many yeah. rules right we we pick the ball and our feet touch the ground first and they still give it to the offense right that's just how it is so uh kareem man it's just he's he's the poster boy yeah. right of yeah. the league right when they show every year when they show this is not how you want to tackle <laughs> Right. Every they give they, they give the whole PowerPoint, you know, the presentation. It's like a movie, you know. The Kareem's all over that, right? <laughs> Sent to the whole league, you know. He's front and center of that. So um, that's something that they gotta uh he, he's gonna have to change the way he tackles, just knowing that he has a target on him. Uh I think he's fine almost every week now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and now they're taking I think he's I think they said it's gotta be almost five hundred K you know, yeah, of what they're probably taking, nice. you know, pretty close, you know, it's a lot of money. So um, uh, yeah, he has to change the way he tackles, man. If you want to play in this league, right. You got to adjust mm-hmm. with the times, you know, it's just how it is. Right. You got to, you can't, um, I can't go out there and play corner the same way uh, champion them could play in the early, you know, no. in the early two thousands, you no. know, or the way. Or Darrell. Uh, Revis, well, Revis was a—I would say he was in my era a little bit, probably at the beginning yeah. of his era. But lower like you know, all these old DBs, you know what I mean? We can't be physical yeah. like them on the line and and ride these guys down the field. We have to adjust with the times, and that's yeah. what uh, uh, Kareem has to do to be able. If you want to continue to play 14 years, man, you gotta, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta adjust with the play. I mean, <clears throat> I saw your tweet and I absolutely loved it. Uh, you said that. You and and Darian Stewart, Akeev, and TJ Ward were out there hitting people like that every week, and nothing was being yeah. done. I mean, Kareem Danny Jackson, has, uh, Kareem know. Jackson had a similar hit on his old teammate DeAndre Hopkins a couple seasons ago. Same thing, no flag on that one. What's the difference? I I, yeah. I don't understand. And the league needs to be a lot more clear on what they describe a defenseless receiver as, because I'm. In the yeah. uh, Seattle, Seattle was playing, I think, Atlanta um, or they were in the Seattle game this last weekend. Uh, Devin yeah. Witherspoon had a huge hit on a receiver, last. literally just caught the ball, hadn't even really turned yet, didn't even have his eyes upfield. Witherspoon lowers his head, hits him with his shoulder. Oh, it's a big hit. No flag, no suspension. Like, where's the where's the consistency? But. You said yeah. it. Kareem has a target on his back, and that's the toughest part. He's going to hit like this. He's pound for pound the heaviest hitter in the in the National Football League. He's 5'10", 5'11", 180 pounds. Luke Musgrave is like 6'4", 240. What do you want him to do in that situation? He's coming downhill. Do you want him to just – do we just want to touch him with our hands and then let him break the tackle? Do we – yeah, like, what do you want him to do in that scenario? What else could he do? Yeah, he lowered his shoulder. I guess they want to just fall on him. I guess just yeah. I guess just hug him. I guess hug him just in the Superman air. Superman at him at that. You point. know, like, I just, guess what they just, 
you know, I, chest I tackle know. him, I guess. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> no, we don't know no. how they want to touch. He's defenseless. <laughs> he's defenseless. That's 15. Uh, Chris, moving on. Um, there was a question. You know, we're talking about changing of defensive plays and, and stuff like that. And, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Nick Kendall, uh, good friend, asked me a question. We were, we were talking this morning about Iowa DB Cooper DeJean. Uh, DeJean. 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 Um, but anyways, he said that he is going to be probably one of the better slot prospects in this upcoming draft. And he asked me to ask you, how do you think the game of football has revolutionized uh, at the slot position? Because now we used to have guys like Wes Welker and Julian Edelman in that slot, mm-hmm. you know, the short, quick guys. And now it seems like we're having a lot more tight end, big body type receivers in the slot. So for you, how do how do you see the slot game as um, evolutionizing throughout the game of football? Yeah, well, you know, early in in my career, you know, you see a lot of teams run a lot of twelve personnel, a lot of two back tight ends, you know, running back, uh, you know, uh, or they'll run twenty one, you know, have the fullback and one tight end, you know, two receivers. So not now a lot of teams are getting out of that, right? It's more college ball. It's more three receiver sets. You know, you usually have um, your third receiver now as a starter in the mm-hmm. NFL, right? So um, the the game has changed, um, and uh, it's more wide open. And I had just been in that era where right. it was evolving into that, right, where it was going to be three receivers at all times, right? Yeah. You know, uh, Brady always had three wide outs, mm-hmm. right, or, some, or made it look like uh, 11 personnel, right, with Hernandez. Or Gronk, yeah. you know what I mean? The yeah. same way kind of how yeah. the Chiefs do, right? They'll right. make – Kelsey will be out there. Sometimes they'll be in 12, but it'll look like 11 because they'll make Kelsey look like a receiver, yeah. right? He's out wide. So, um, yeah, being a nickel, uh, you have to be able to guard everybody because mm-hmm. um, everybody's bringing their best receivers in there um, because they know that they can go in there and run some option routes. They can be able to find a way to be able to, you know, get more space uh to be able to run more routes you know mm-hmm. you're limited when you're just staying outside as a receiver right. right you don't have the routes uh that you can run all in the slot you can run every route in the book in the slot so yeah. that's what makes it hard as a nickel you got to be able to play multiple coverages right yes you have to be good in zone you got to be good mm-hmm. in man you got to be able to mm-hmm. be good in match coverages um you know you got to be able to um tackle play the run uh so you got to be a, a complete player to play the nickel and um usually um if you're not complete they'll they're able to find that out really fast yeah, and also I blitz agree. right yeah. you got to be a hell of a blitz part of it right big part of it and the run fit yeah i mean you were talking about it the run fits uh got to be good with your run fits got to be good off the edge and and if you're the edge setter as a as a nickel i mean that's a yeah. big responsibility as well can't let anything get outside you um it, i mean it's you the game is the game has changed so much i mean it, ever since i you know, I first started watching this game. Uh, it, it's it's definitely changed drastically. I still have my copy of uh, NFL 2K5 on the Xbox, and there is uh, there's about four spread uh, formations that you can choose from. But there's a whole lot of two back, two tight end, uh, you right. know, run heavy, play action. It, it's all it, the game has just absolutely changed, and uh, it, it's you know crazy to see and. Kind of excited to see where it goes, but uh, I, I hope they relax on 
some of these definitions and some of these hits. Cause guy like I grew up watching guys like John Lynch. I grew up watching guys like Brian Erlacher see at, at the end of Steve Atwater. Like those guys would not be able to play in today's nope. NFL. Ray Lewis. And he wouldn't be able Ray, to make it. Ed Reed. Uh, Ed Reed Troy. wouldn't be able to make it. Uh, Palomalu wouldn't be able to play. Montez uh, would have been know. picked out of the league day one. They would that, that whole generation hit, before I came out. in the league. Those guys, I came in with some dogs, right? Yeah. I was lucky to find they come in that end of the era of the Dawkins, the Ray Lewis, yeah. Ed, you know, um, mm-hmm. Troy, James Harrison, you know, yeah. Woodley. I remember playing the Steelers and just walking on the field and just seeing how big, you know, their D line and linebackers were <laughs> yeah. and be like, okay, this is the NFL. Right, yeah. these are grown men, dogs. You know what I mean up front. Yep. Like, there's no, they're not hitting like Patrick Willis no. and those guys. You no. know, Maybe. Chancellor, Chancellor would not yeah, been Cam. able to play in the Cam. NFL right now. There's joking? no Legion of Boom, right? There's no, no Legion there's of no boom, boom in today's game, right? All these guys that you know and you know you love because of the way they hit and strike on the field. That's done. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. done. I, You're not gonna Dante have that Whitner, anymore. Gone. Yeah, Whitner. Yeah. Uh, you know the Niners used to knock people out. Yeah. Seattle knocked people out, and then they know when they had to pull up to the AFC and they had to come see, uh, come to the Mile High and come deal with us. We were smacking mm-hmm. too. So it yeah. wasn't just you know. I remember one game we was hitting Andrew Luck so many times. Dude had like his whole insides was bruised up. Right, Internally. you can't hit like that anymore. Right, yeah. the game has completely changed, and it's sad to see you know yeah. um, them taking that element out. But you know, it's a new, it's a new era. Yeah, it is. Chris, we're gonna end this show with a new segment. Uh, every week, we are going to be picking one defensive play uh, that you will you will have as your strap play of the week. And this week, we got a pretty good one. This is the end of the game. This is the, the PJ lock interception. Walk us through this play. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the wide frame and you can kind of give the viewers and the listeners a little look as to what you're seeing pre-snap from the Broncos uh-huh. defense. Uh, pre-snap right here. I can tell they're in a, some sort of two cell defense, right? And uh, if you see this top corner up top, if he goes down, then I understand that they're probably in a cover eight or a cover mm-hmm. six, uh, where they would play cover two to one side and play cover play quarters opposite. Uh, when you have a three by one like this, typically in Coach Joseph's system, he would lock Sertan on that backside receiver, that one receiver right there, mm-hmm. and he yeah. would tell them to if he shot go shallow to let that go, and then right. Sertan would be able. I'm sorry, could you hear me? Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, he would be able to replace Justin and go back beat. But um, in this time, Sertan has a deeper out route, which we'll see. Uh, so it knocks him out. He's locked on. He's gone. So Justin's free uh, to really go do uh, what he wants, you know. But one so, thing that – Oh, no, yeah, keep ahead. going. Uh, you see, now they have that tight end at the three, right? It's right the trips. Here. Yeah. So Justin would be – that would be his read. Uh, because they would call it tricks. So that safety, P.J. Locke would be deeper and he would be more to that right side because they are mm-hmm. in the tricks. So let's see what they do. 
Oh, what was so, your question? No. So for, for those who don't know the coverages and like you say, cover eight, uh, I, uh-huh. I feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of football fans know like the basic ones, right? They know cover one, they know cover two, cover three. Uh, they know what cover four is, but they don't know the exact rules behind cover four. So when we yeah. say cover eight, um, it, this is cover two on play side. So this is the strength side because the tight ends over here. So we're going to have cover two. So this guy's got uh, this, you know, lower flat area. It, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a cover two sink almost. Cause he's, he's deep. It's not like your traditional cover two where he's going to be sitting down here in this flat and just taking care of this. This guy's going to have a sink. This guy's going to have a sink. Yep. And then this guy's got second half or the, the half of the field over here quarters on this side. That means yep. this is quarter of the field, quarter of the field. Uh, and then we're kind of hitting the hook right here with this defender. So yep. essentially in, in quarters, if it was a balanced look, if we had two by two, not three by one, this would be one-on-one, 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 one-on-one. But because we're unbalanced here, we've got- The linebackers cover. would have the 10 yard outs. Right. They would have the inside outs and so or anything shallow. Hook, mm-hmm. yeah. Hook to hook to flat, hook to curl, yep. um, whatever, you know, whatever their specific scheme is. But generally, when we say cover four, that is four deep, it's quarters, but you are matched up with that man. If he's running right. vertical and he stops, you're staying with him. And that's what we're gonna see right. here. So let's take a look at what happens. Uh, let me show you something right here. Yeah. I'm looking at their formation. And pause it real quick. I want to see if you can go back. Oh. Because it's it's giving you the route before. Um, anytime that I would see, you see how I'll go back? Will it let you? Let's let's teach the, the audience on football real quick. Oh, he went too far. Okay. Let's right. teach him. Let's show them how you can go get a pick. Oh, he acting like he's hurt. Okay, right here. Yeah, you see the Packers? They have we would call this formation a flood. Okay. Right? So they have four on one side. So right. this backside safe backside backer would take the first thing that would come back to him. Mm-hmm. So the nickel or the back middle backer would pass anything that crossed his face. The first one he has to let go, pass it off. Right. He had to pass that off. But do you see the top receiver up there right here? How he's off the ball. Yep. That's dagger all day. Whenever you see that formation in the league, you see that one yep. all the way back and the number two on the ball. He's just yep. clearing out. We call that running for the love of the game. Vertical. And he set. he's clearing it out for this dagger right here. So yeah. if he's in cover four, he's looking for the dagger. But since they're playing cover two to that side, uh, the nickel's dropping straight back. Love knows he can't throw that. So he has to force it up to the backside. And he doesn't yeah. want to take the number one receiver to the bottom because Sertan's uh-huh. locked up on a one, one-on-one over here. And he doesn't like that matchup. So yeah. uh, this is a great call by Coach Joseph. And um, that's how you go get a pick right there, uh, audience, right there. So P.J. Locke. For those who couldn't see the wide view, PJ Locke is right here. I mean, he he's outside the hash and he's kind of floating yeah. in between closer to the numbers, right? 
So he right. sees lo- he sees lo- uh, love start to wind up and he just starts dashing over because he knows he knows we've got vertical coming. So they're taught to be able to cover when you're playing a half like that, mm-hmm. right? You should supposed to be able to cover from that numbers to that numbers in the league. If you can't so, do that in the league, then it's hard for you to be a pro bowler or all pro, right? You see how he covered numbers, the numbers. Just a beautiful. And let's, let's show them where the dagger is because this, this is an interesting uh-huh. way to run dagger. They kind of run it with this Y sit in the middle of the field. He's going to angle in and here's the dagger right here. It, it's yeah. late and he doesn't really cross over They're They're trying to get it more vertical. It almost looks like double post uh, right. from one, but Man, what a play by PJ Locke to just that was an excellent play. That's a Pro Bowl play. Oh my ground. Right. They expect Pro Bowlers to get from numbers to numbers as a safety. So if you um not a lot of guys can make that play. So that was a great play by him. Let's look at the tight really quick. So we've got Allen on the nose, Barron's out here, Cooper inside, and Benito. This is a fun look. Wish they would have gotten off of that block a little bit better. Benito's got to stay outside there. Barron's got to take a little bit more of an outside. But, man, what a play by P.J. Locke. That was a great play. Incredible. That is the strap play of the week. And that is actually going to do it for this episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. Our next episode, tomorrow's episode, this is going to be a banger. We've got our week eight preview Kansas City game, second time in three weeks. But we have former Denver Bronco, Eric Decker, your your former teammate, joining the show to come talk about playing with the Broncos, life after the Broncos, life after football, life as a dad, a husband. He's got a bunch of information for us. So that is going to do it for this episode. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr., at Patrick Coyote, at Believe Network. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Let's ride with Chris Harris Jr. And make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Until next time, Broncos country, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.